Let's talk, dude. Let's do it, man. <laughs> Baby girl, love of my life. That's good. Gabby, <laughs> welcome, welcome. Happy to be here. Thank you, guys. Happy to have you on. What is going on? <laughs> Gabby Castillo, everybody. <laughs> when worlds collide, bro. Best friend, girlfriend, what's going on? Hell yeah. <laughs> We're here. We're present. Yeah, bro. Let's do it. How you feeling? A little nervous, not going to lie. I don't know. Just this type of environment scares me. You know how I feel about cameras and, you know things like this but i'm really happy to be here yo but like that pressure i feel like she thrives in that environment dog. i can already <laughs> see it like she's had some cool <laughs> ideas she's yeah. brewing some things up like the nerves yeah. are there but the performance comes along with mm. it and then when you lock in i appreciate that <laughs> that's some it. basketball experience i heard oh my yeah. god we yeah. can start off with that i we can start off with whatever you want i just want to say your story yeah. tell, tell the audience your yeah. story what all about gabby yeah so today the topic is like expectation, like thing you put expectations you put on yourself and that others put place upon you. Um, you know, based on what they know about you and and things like that. So, um, I could just start off like growing up. Um, obviously, like oh, I'm also Gabe's twin sister for those who don't know. So you know, Gabe's crazy dramatic. We had podcast. Gabe on a couple episodes ago. <laughs> um, yeah. So, yeah. So growing up, um, you know, I had a very you know, strict um, upbringing, um, Dominican, um, myself, and then also my brother and my sister. Um, <laughs> back there. Uh, yeah, so in terms of um, academics growing up, that definitely was very big in my family and still is. And, you know, they place a lot of expectation on, you know, certain grades you, you should get, um, you know, certain schools you should get into and those types of things. And, you know, growing up, that definitely was a lot of pressure um, for me. And that definitely did affect my my mental a lot. Um, but obviously that got me to where I am today. Like, I was valedictorian in my high school class. Like, hey. currently, like, thriving. So that definitely made me who I am. But that's, you know, you always have to talk about the negatives that also come from those types of things mm-hmm. as well. So, um, What do you feel like has shaped you more, the positives that came out of it or the negatives? Oh, that's really good. I would, I would say the positives for sure. Like, that really made me who I am. And that gives me like personal value in a sense and that makes me self-confident and feel like I can like do challenging things in the future and like I can take upon anything in terms of the negative I feel like those are things that I'm always working on like confidence self-esteem like that's something that can definitely be built upon over time and um yeah that's 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 where I stand with that <laughs> you got something to say over yeah, there. Just talk, my mic. just talk yeah, yeah talk yeah, closer yeah. to the mic because <laughs> you're like <laughs> really far away from the mic sorry i'm not professional no, no no it's fine i just want up a little bit i just want them to like hear what you have to yeah, say because yeah. you're dropping some bombs right now <laughs> huge yeah i think one thing one thing that she touched upon was that like she took a lot away from the positives but the negatives still needed to be there yeah and if the negatives weren't there, do you feel like that it would have like inflated your ego in a sense, and that would have had even a greater like contraindication on the expectations that others had? Mm, I think the negatives definitely keep me humble in a sense. Um, but sometimes it takes away, like from my own, I don't know. Okay, it's really hard for me to accept a compliment. Yeah. Which I, I don't like that. Like I don't know. I just feel uncomfortable when, when anyone compliments me. I just like I don't know. I just don't believe it. <laughs> And um, I think that also is like stems from like the the negative aspect. Of, okay. Yeah. Yeah, Not but that that mindset. I mean, it could come off as toxic, but in all reality, it's like you don't accept a compliment because you know there's more work to be done. 
if right. that's the intention. If is that's that the intention. I, I do agree with that. Yeah. I do think, like, I'm, yeah. Do you think the fact that when you believe more work needs to be done, do you believe that it also limits you in terms of recognizing what's already there? Oh, I definitely would say that whenever I accomplish something, I, oh, I'm always looking for the next thing to accomplish. Mm. Like, I never really sit there and I'm like, I did that. Like, I, I never, and that's, that I, I, that's something I really want to change. And, and Fran really, like, teaches me to, like, um, stop. <laughs> like, think about, like, you know, you did that. Like, stop questioning yourself, like, and, and you know, just realize your capabilities and what you've done. Yeah, like, okay, so now hearing it when I'm, like, in my podcast environment, it's like she just explained a growth mindset. There's no top of the mountain. You're a fucking lion. You you want it. You're going to get it. When you get it, you're going to keep going. Fucking love that. Mm-hmm. That's going to make you super successful. But in terms of your mental health, when I'm the emotional boyfriend, it's like, babe, like you just did that. Like, let's go out to dinner and celebrate. You know (laughs) what I'm saying? It's like, take that time to say thank you, Gabby. Like, give yourself a pat on the back because there's definitely times in your life that you really need that. And then when you do it, your mindset's like, I did that. Now I'm ready. Like, you're like Mm. really ready Mm. compared to still being caught up. Mm -hmm. I want to get raw here. I want to get real raw, and I want to challenge you. Oh, my gosh. So before, you, like, brushed over the fact that you were valedictorian. And I think that is an example of yeah. what we just said. And I'm just going to challenge you right here for a second, <laughs> just on the spot. You know, I love doing this to people just because I also like being on the spot. Yeah. Cha- it, it makes you uncomfortable. But um, w- I want you to claim what you're proud of for yourself right now. Like, I want you to tell the audience, whoever's listening out there, however many people listen to this or watch this, what are some things that you're proud of for you? Yeah. And what's crazy is, like, the most things that I'm mostly proud of are academic, which is, like, I don't like that mostly about myself. Um, But, yeah, in terms of, like, you know, things academically I'm proud of, like, I, again, was valedictorian, like, um, sophomore, sophomore year in college, I got, like, the highest GPA in my chemical engineering class that was also got like some belt thing it was literally it was so dragged it literally was so dragged for no Yo, reason i hyped her up it was crazy. like so crazy um i hyped her up so crazy <laughs> yeah so all right you went over that pretty quick so basically <laughs> if you get the highest gpa in a certain chemical engineering class they like hand out this belt oh and i was working out and she walks into <laughs> kelly fitness center with this like legit spinnable it's like a oh. wwe <laughs> belt <laughs> And I was like, yo, you're a gangsta. <laughs> like, you're a unit. What the fuck? Oh, my God. Like, chemical engineering? I don't mm. know. All right. I, I got to I gotta take a step back. But, yeah. like, that, this, in my opinion, this is, like, self-talk that you need to do to yourself sometimes. Yeah. Like, shitting me? I agree. Yeah. One of the things that I just know is that you worked with Colgate, right? Yeah, that too. So, like, uh, that's the first thing that popped in my head. Yeah. Chesco told me about a year ago now, right? About well, a year I had ago. well two summers I was with them. Two oh so, so for two summers yeah wow, late but two <laughs> summers ago Chesco was like yo you know I'm gonna break the news to you act surprised when Gabby tells you <laughs> are <laughs> you kidding no nah, like, wow you know she she's working with Colgate <laughs> and I was like no freaking <laughs> way I felt like for a s- split second I was your boyfriend in the sense <laughs> that like sorry but like in the sense that like I felt so genuinely yeah. proud and loved that accomplishment and. 
I'm curious, like, do you allow yourself the time and the space to appreciate that for yourself? Definitely. That was one that I was like, I was screaming. I definitely, that, that was one that I was super proud of. I was going into my, um, junior year. Uh, so I was only a sophomore yeah. and I'd applied, as, I literally applied as a joke. Like I didn't believe in myself at that point. And not as a joke, like I didn't think I was going to get it. Like I had like no hope. I just like, mm-hmm. let me just do it just to do it. And then when I got the call and then I had the interview, it was like literally one hour interview. It was so intense. And then um, I got the call like two, like a week later, and I was, it was absolutely amazing. I was, we went, we actually celebrated. You know, we went out. It was, it was, it was amazing. Mad cute. So when I found out, I went to like Walgreens or CVS, and I got <laughs> mad Colgate products <laughs> and like put them in, really? put them in a little baggie. <laughs> I'm such a good boyfriend. <laughs> oh man, I was, I was bro, I was like ecstatic That's when I so found out. Awesome. I was so proud. Yeah. But yo, she blows my mind every single day like just her work <laughs> ethic and opportunities that are put her way and just McLeod, it's yeah. so it's you endless. have an expectation in the back of your mind for gabby and you you just said on air that <laughs> she exceeds your expectations it's not an expectation it's mm. it's more i'm telling you it's hard, I've super hard to explain it's an empathy thing where like i just know how much work she's putting in is worth something and when mm-hmm. she doesn't recognize it, that's when it pisses me off. But when she exceeds it, that's when it's like, what did I say? It's like a grounding thing. Mm-hmm. I have it's a lot of grounding within yeah. the relationship. But it's vice versa too, because like I have self doubt more like often lately than like, and it you know it it goes both ways. Yeah, and and I definitely will agree. Now we're talking about our relationship now, but like I definitely will agree that I do put some on him um, in terms of like how we should how loving he should be sometimes or like 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 making time for me when he, his life is extremely busy it's yeah. literally wild yeah but i mean and that's like deep stuff but yeah. that's w- work in progress obviously but even academically like it, yeah, there was that, a point yeah, that too. there was a point in the relationship where i was like yo you got to it was to a point where it's like oh, i'm dating a valedictorian like oh shit I th- I thought she had an expectation oh, on right. me. So when I couldn't reach that, that's when it was like, oh my God, I'm letting her down, blah, blah, blah. So like expectation was both uh, ways. Don't, don't yeah, but we had, talk about that. we had yeah, discussions. We had discussions. Because like, yo, me trying to do chemistry homework, I got... You wouldn't even let me tutor it. him. Pissed. Like, you literally wouldn't even... Pissed. Because yeah. she made it look like a two-year-old could do it. And I'm sitting there confused. Oh my God. <laughs> and I'm literally like sweating. Like, I'm dumb. I'm stupid. <laughs> no. What's going on? Like, I'm not meeting the expectation. Do you feel like, Gabby, do you feel like a lot of the expectations that we place on ourselves aren't true? Like, aren't in reality in terms of, like, Tesco just said that, like, he had a lot of expectations because he thought that you had that expectation for him. Do you feel like you have expectations for yourself that are, you know, pseudo, pseudoly, I just made that word up, like, pseudo placed by other like people. pseudo expectations, like pseudo fake expectations, expectations. Yeah. pseudo expectations in a sense. Do um, you put them on yourself, thinking other people have them on you? Yeah, yeah. Um, definitely growing up and mostly in high school, like I was, I wasn't the nerd, but like everyone knew, like you were smart. Yeah, everyone knew that. And even though I did play sports, like I was on the varsity basketball team and stuff like that. Remember, like I would go out or like go a certain place. I felt like I had to act like super proper. Like I couldn't like let loose or anything like that because like mm-hmm. like they're expecting me to be like this up, uh, uptight like person so i would just like be shy and like or you know wouldn't be my true self because i was like you know they're i think they expect me to act a certain way so mm. like in that aspect i definitely would say that 
so there's a clear distinction between your own internal expectations versus the like legit expectations yeah. that people have for you. Yeah. Mm. There's different views of it, I would say. Yeah. Yeah. How do you react when you feel like you don't meet up to those expectations? I feel like the confidence definitely goes down or I just feel a little not inadequate, but like maybe I didn't try my hardest or I just question, you know, my my ability to do that certain, you know, task. Overthinking's definitely really big with me. He knows. Yeah, big overthinker. Like, if I do one little th- thing wrong, it's like, oh, my God, like. The world's ending. Yeah, like, what are they going to think? Like, I don't know. It's just, yeah, overthinking's big. There's, like, this quote where it's, like, if we think about it, we suffer twice. Ryan, can you pull that up for us? It's, like, when we think about it, like, it, we suffer twice than when we actually do experience well, it. Well, yeah, so I'm reading I'm reading The Four Agreements. Oh, okay, yeah. I'm not an author guy. I can't tell you the author off the top of my head. But he relates human suffering to yourself and you're not truly free like other and all right other animals experience something they feel guilty for a little bit and they move on human beings have memory and memory is what causes consistent suffering so you didn't meet an expectation you overthink that's one feeling of guilt you overthink again more guilt Mm. again guilt 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 even a boyfriend or a girlfriend or a father and a mother they remind you they bring that guilt onto you and the guy was like the author of the book was like is this fair like it's not fair to overthink for yourself to make yourself suffer to have people around you to to make you remember and make you suffer is that making sense yeah 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 Yeah. and the quote you're thinking of is by newt Scamander or Scamander, mm-hmm. uh, and he says that my philosophy is that worrying makes you suffer twice. There it is. Yeah. Worrying. Thank you, Ryan. Worrying mm-hmm. makes you suffer twice. But the memory thing I'm still thinking about because yeah. now I, I want you to talk about yeah. how your memory plays an influence on the expectations that you create for yourself in the future. Right. Well, I have, I have a good example of, of that memory aspect thing. So um as i mentioned like i played basketball wasn't the greatest all right gotta admit that um growing up i think i was pretty good like i don't know from what i nah, she was a unit like yeah like in like eighth grade like, like eighth middle grade. school i actually was like really really good and then from my in my opinion from whatever mothers um and then you know once i went into high school i was getting more serious with it i was in aau teams like that's like summer like basketball team sorry <clears throat> sorry um and then from there um, I tried out for this one team that was, like, amazing. They're, like, called Lady Knicks. And they had, like, this A and B team. And obviously, I wanted to be on the A team. So, um, and I unfortunately didn't make that. And my parents expected me to make the A team. Like, obviously, like, I had been doing all these other AU teams, like, trainers, whatever, all this. And then I was, yeah, so I ended up making the B team. And I was like, okay, do I suck? Like, like what is this? And I, from then on, like, that just stuck with me forever. And as I, you know kept like growing up in basketball and kept playing on different teams and you know went throughout high school my confidence just deteriorated like completely and I became I was not good (laughs) like by the time I reached my senior year like I just didn't care for it anymore I don't know that one thing really just stuck with me and I just kept questioning my ability and and over time it's just like and I just didn't want to play anymore like I literally was just I was like waiting for like the season to be over like it was it was terrible 
Like, how toxic can one single memory be? Yeah. This is an, one example of probably multiple. I mean, I can't think off the top of my head. But it's like you're consistently going back to the the feeling you have, like the lack of confidence, the worthlessness, and just a range of emotions. I think that's why slumps are so important, especially in baseball, as mental of a game that is. And golf, like, are you kidding me? Slumps in sport, basically what you just described. Mm-hmm. Like, the ability to recognize our failures having more impact than our ability to recognize our successes. Yeah. And also, like, um, my sister, she also played. She was amazing. Like, she got offers from, like, like NYU and, like, other schools to play, like, in college. So then I was also, like, you know, comparing myself to that. I was like, okay, here I am making, like, six points. Like, this is, like, this is terrible. And then my parents, you know, obviously, like, they wanted me to also do as great she did so it was definitely was challenging growing up so you just referred to comparing yeah i was gonna say comparing yourself to other people let's get into it (laughs) you have a lot of people to compare in your life so like just your parents coming and like making a a living for themselves like you know what i'm saying Mm -hmm. like my family too you can't come from nothing and then you build this amazing family Your mother's an engineer, mm-hmm. first of all, a successful one at that. Mm-hmm. Your sister, Valley Victorian. On uh, Wall Street. Successful <laughs> Wall Street businesswoman, like crazy successful. Yeah. And it's like there's people in your family that you have to compare yourself to. How does that affect you, honestly? Good good, and like, so I'll say start off with the good, like it definitely challenges me. It's like, you? yeah, yeah. Like, I, I want to be, you know, up there, too. Like, I've worked as hard, maybe even harder in, in some aspects, but, and I'm like, okay, like, I deserve to be there. So that just challenges me and, and motivates me, because um, my family is amazing. Like you said, like, they're super accomplished and very successful. And in, but in Super turn, supportive. Yeah. Super supportive. Yeah. And, um, yeah, been there for me through all the challenges that mm. I've had, like, academically. Like, yeah, my mom, like, my biggest supporter. Um. And in terms of, like, the negatives, again, like, I would say, like, the comparing, like, me comparing, like, myself and, like, expecting to reach that. And if I don't, then I feel like my worth and, like, I didn't try my best. I didn't do what I was supposed to to get to that point. It could be so toxic. Yeah. I could only imagine being in that position. Like, if you don't make it. Like, if you didn't meet that perceived expectation you've created in your mind. Because in all reality... If you weren't a valid Victorian, how much would it affect you sitting at this table right now? In or in the moment, you would probably be like, "Oh my god, like my life's falling apart." Blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. But in the moment, like it probably wouldn't affect it like yeah, now yeah. as much. Yeah. But like to not meet that, I don't know. The sibling aspect is really crazy to me because I was an only child until I was nine, mm. and so I had nothing to compare to other than like my the parent my parents and like what they their expectations for me yeah. were but now i have a young brilliant 12 year old brother <laughs> who has totally different than me like we like i'm the coordination i mean he, he does taekwondo i want to get i, I don't want to like <laughs> shit on him because he's, he's awesome but like he's way smarter than i was at his age mm-hmm. you know and i um i i wonder how it i wonder how and if he's comparing me to himself Mm -hmm. and he's 12 so i don't get into like many deep 
conversations with him <laughs> about it, but I was an only child for a while, so I didn't really have anything to compare it to except for like my friends mm-hmm. and my parents, and that, that was about it. So I was just rolling, and then mm-hmm. I'm thinking about like if I had an older brother, if I had an older sister, and I saw their success, how would that have an impact on me? And I'm just I'm really just trying to kind of take like a listening role right now. Yeah. Like I'm trying to listen to everything that you're going through so then I can maybe get a hint of what Evan, my little brother, is going through. Oh, Jason. Yeah. Yeah, well, I think when the time's right, a conversation will be needed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Straight up. I mean, he's still young. He's 12. Yeah. But he's starting to, I think he's, he's maturing, obviously. Yeah, he definitely is. I mean, he's almost as tall as me now. So. Yeah, he's a unit, dude. He's, he's like, making music and stuff. He's oh, wow. brilliant. He's a genius. That's crazy. Yeah. 12? Yeah, and he's big into, like, Roblox and, like, Minecraft. And he's, like, building his own games. Wow, he got a whole, like, yeah. diverse background. That's crazy. He, he's very, like, technical. He's science, like, accelerated math. Wow. <laughs> I'm social. Society. I'm I mean, we talk True. about it in public health and True. philosophy and... That's what society's yeah. turning into. And I, yeah, I think yeah. if you're a certain age and you don't excel in those things, life's going to start getting a little hard. Let's talk about society expectations then. Yeah, true. Do you mm. feel like you are... I mean, I want to. I want you to get deep in terms of like your experience being a woman in mm-hmm. STEM, for example. Colored know? woman in STEM. Colored woman in STEM. Do you mm-hmm. feel like society's expectations and ideas of you with, has nothing to do with maybe Gabby, but mm-hmm. just where you come from? You know, what you look like. Do you think that will have an impact on your professional growth and or personal growth? Yeah, so I definitely think growing up, like I went to, as I mentioned, like an all-girls like Catholic high school. Um, there wasn't a lot of like people of color in that school. So, you know, I was very already even even growing up in middle school with, with Francesco, like we didn't, there wasn't a lot of diversity in that either. So I just grew up, you know, being that, you know, part of that lower count. So mm. I didn't really... Like, it didn't really affect me, like, going, also going into college, and, like, in my chemical engineering major, there's only, like, several of us, like, out right. of, like, 40, it's just, like, very small major, guys, um, and it's just, I don't know, I've always been used to that, so there's nothing really So, because it's familiar, yeah. it's not as daunting. Yeah, it's, yeah, I wouldn't say that it is, um, but yeah, I, I would say the numbers are increasing, which is really nice to see, um, my mom, ha- was she was literally, like, the only Hispanic, um, woman in her graduating class for civil engineering at Manhattan College. So that was, uh, she's a big example to me. Now, I want to twist it the other way. Not not offense, like, not that you take offense from it, but do you feel a type of way that it's like, I'm a person of color, like, you, uh, they're only thinking I'm successful because I made it as a person of color. Is that making sense? Not really. I don't know how to explain it. Do you get what he's saying? Not really. <laughs> like I was helped like they're in only some they're way? It, they're only proud of your accomplishments because you're a person of color. Oh, you mean because like you're part of a minority group? Exactly. You feel like they celebrate them Exa- more. Do you think they celebrate you? Exactly. Oh yeah. I'm Help me explain it. Yeah. Well, when I was valedictorian, like there were some like Hispanic moms that came up to me and was like, oh. Like, you know, they would make a comment like, oh, my God, like uh, Dominican woman love seeing that like up there. But I think that's more of like like they can relate and they're just proud that someone of, like of their you know, ethnicity was able to accomplish that. You but know? that doesn't mean anything to you or does it? Oh, no, it did. Oh, it does. It, yeah. It did. Like working for a company it that's did. like you could tell they're trying really hard to build a diverse community. 
Like you, you know what I'm saying? Well, for the not the companies that I've. No, no, I'm saying I'm, is as it like if that were ever to happen. What do you mean? I can't explain. It's fine. Yeah, like we'll I'm go on. I, I can't. Exp- I can't put it into words. That's fine. Yeah. Yeah. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> I want to ask you a question. <laughs> you were talking about public speaking a little earlier, and your expectations that, uh, or maybe the fear of expectations from others that you might not be living up to like what a good public speaker looks like, for example, mm-hmm. you know, I want you to talk about some of the, your experiences with public speaking and how maybe that's transitioned into right now. Yeah. So definitely growing up, I was super shy. Um, uh, when I reached like high school, that's when I started like coming out of my shell more. Um, and I'll never forget. There was one presentation I had. It w- I think it's for uh, APUS gov or there's APUS history or something. And, I was I was presenting in the middle of it. I'm like, wait, what what am I gonna say? What was I gonna say? Like, literally, I said that out loud, and I looked at like my friend, and she was like, I don't know, (laughs) like, why? It was so embarrassing. Like that literally scarred me forever. And like as I kept doing other presentations, like you know, I was just like mortified, and you know, I would make like small mistakes, and I would just overthink it, and like that would just Mm. like kill my confidence. Um, But then going into college recently, just senior year, we started doing presentations. Like I haven't done them like throughout my entire years um and i definitely feel like i've grown in terms of public speaking and you really challenged me when we went to like the hershey um student engagement thing for um before the bone was created yeah that was why i have never done anything like that in my life and that really like challenged me and got me out of my comfort zone and it was really nice sharing experiences that i had with you know freshmen you killed it yeah like and you have to recognize like how well did you perform right i want to just thought i did terrible that's crazy i want to say that you killed it and i want you to talk about why you think you killed it because i know you know you killed it too she she just said she thinks she did terrible not terrible like Oh yeah, she was there. Yeah. Like, what do you, what do you? Hmm. I don't. I want to ask. Like, I want to. I want to make sure I'm asking this the right way. What do you think you need in order to deliver a good speech or a good presentation? What is it that makes you feel comfortable? Because someone might need that out there. To wait, that helped me feel comfortable. Like, yeah. Like, what helped you? What helped make you feel comfortable enough? to stand up in front of people and talk. And if someone's listening, how can they incorporate that like into their life? I was just like, I went into it thinking, you know, I'm just, imagine it being a conversation. Like mm. it's a normal conversation. You're not talking. And like no one's expecting anything of you. Like to, like. Full I, circle? Wait. I, I always was, I was just talking <laughs> yeah. to, um, whenever I go before a presentation, I say I'm super nervous. They're like, oh, just imagine, like if you think about it, people, they care, but like they don't care as much as you think they care. Like, yeah. you, you, like if you mess up one little thing, they're not gonna be like, "Oh my god!" Like she said, "A" instead of that. Like that's wild. Like you have to think that that's not <coughs> a thing. <laughs> um, and I think that's what that's what helped me. Having a conversation with yeah, the audience. Yeah, yeah, not like a like a strict that like you have to be perfect. Like it's just a normal conversation. I'm jacking it to you, stress, dude. I'm jacking it. You could overthink as much as you want, but those nerves, I think that's just your clutch DNA kicking in telling you like it's time to turn it on and it's time to get it going like mm-hmm. you were texting me all day i'm nervous yeah. what are we doing right now <laughs> you yeah, know we're having a conversation we're just yeah. having a conversation yeah. that's what i thought before i text actually texted gabe and i was like any tips and he was like you know you're talking to 
your literal boyfriend and Zach. Like, <laughs> come on. Second and I was like, you know what? You're right. <laughs> like, what? Yeah, what is there to be nervous yeah. about? And think about it. You're yeah. presenting in front of a class. You're pre- presenting in front of a faculty. Like, if you really dumb it down and simplify it, you're just having a conversation with these people, but they're just not replying back. Yeah. They might have some questions at the end, but it's like, yeah. just speak your mind. And I am such a hypocrite. I don't practice that. I don't practice what I <laughs> preach. <laughs> Bro, my nerves go wild. That's before. crazy. I don't, even, I don't even realize. Like the thump of my heart. Yeah, you feel it. No, that's me. Goes crazy. That's me. Crazy. You can feel your heart rate. And I'm jacking like now it's fine. Like you could put me in front of anybody and I'll speak fine. But put me in front of a kin class of people I've known for four years and went on a two-week vacation with, like, I still get the thumps. Mm-hmm. But I'm just embracing it as you stress. It's like, this is my body telling me to turn it on. Like, yeah. it's, 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 it's go time. Yeah. yeah. I want to talk about inanimate objects in a sense that, like, a microphone in front of your face or a camera on you. These things don't have expectations. They can't – they don't have a conscious, Right. So, like, they don't have anything. They're not, like, they're just there. They're just existing. And they still affect. Like, having a podcast with no mics versus with mics, you're going to perform differently. Having a podcast being videoed and not videoed, you're going to perform differently. And I want to ask you, Gabby, like, do you feel like, you know, being like being videoed or having a mic in front of your face is different or you might have different expectations because of these inanimate objects? A whole ass setup over here. Do you think like the inanimate object or a person that like you're presenting to is like a mirror reflection of you, and that might be exactly why you get a little anxious? Yeah. So like. The microphone is a reflection of me because what I speak into the microphone is exactly who I am. And so the microphone is uh, basically projecting or accepting everything that I say into it. And it's also drawing a voice from me. So it's it's a, a mirror factor in a sense that the microphone is going to be there and it's not going to regurgitate the information back to me, but it's going to listen to me like the video. The camera is going to listen to you. And it's not going to regurgitate it back to you, but it's going to listen to you. But just that presence of something there being a reflection of you, in a sense. And does that, like, elicit some of the fear within yourself, which is, might be why you get anxious? I'm, that's a question. That's yeah. not a statement. I think that's, like, the, it amplifies. Like it amplifies. Yeah, exactly. Mm. Because they capture it and, like, yeah. you, they hold you accountable to what you say? Yeah. Because sure. this is like unbiased, <laughs> like like that that video camera is like unbiased. Yeah. They're not gonna tell you what you want to hear. Yeah. They're gonna tell you what you say. Mm-hmm. And do you feel like what you say is scary sometimes? Yeah, I definitely overthink it. Are you afraid? A lot. Are you afraid of yeah. what you say sometimes? Yeah, definitely don't want to say the wrong things. What is ever wrong? you know? I don't know. Like, like who determines right and wrong in that case? I guess my own personal thought of right and wrong. That's the mirror I'm talking about. Yeah. Because some people might think it's like nothing. But I'm like, that's such a big deal, you know? Mm-hmm. I have a I have a question yeah, as well. Right. <coughs> B- 
do you tend to like, you know, change sort like some of your ideas to fit the person that you're talking to? Like sort of like a chameleon, like you, what? depending on the person that you talk to, do you like sort of change your vocabulary or something like that too? That's so interesting. And I definitely would say, yeah, um, it, it just depends. Like um, how comfortable you feel with somebody. Like obviously professor, like you're going to act like, you know, very mature yeah. and, and, and say the right things. Yeah. Like you're not going to like be super cool and say whatever. But obviously when I'm like my boyfriend, like you, like super chill. Um, and act like myself. I think that's a comfortability thing. Yeah, it's more like, of like who you're comfortable As well with. as an em- empathy thing. Like, you know when to act a certain way. Yeah. But at the same time, if you want to get really deep with it, it's like you're putting a barrier on yourself. Like, for you to feel like you can't be your true self yeah. is, in my opinion, never acceptable. Mm-hmm. Like, why are you putting that on yourself? Like, you're trying to fit into a social Dude, straight up norm. I wouldn't say it's fit in. I think it's like, um, like time and place. Like, I don't know. I agree. No, I agree. I agree. I'm just trying to get like in a philosophical sense, like true freedom, like true human freedom. You should be able to like act however you want to act, not to impress anybody. And I also think that's like comes from expectations of like myself. Like, like I'm expected to act a certain way. Like I'm exactly like I'm who I am people like know who i am like i'm not gonna go and like start walling out for like <laughs> i don't know like it's just yeah no i agree yeah. i agree but because there's there's board there's lines to it there's like fine lines that like shouldn't be crossed in my opinion mm-hmm. if you're a professional if you're a student if you're a certain type of friend we talked about it with like active listening with ryan mm-hmm. like what information do you tell people based off your relationship and there are lines to follow but i think it's like when you get closer and closer to being your true self with the people you surround yourself with, that's like, that's freedom. Mm. Yeah. You know? That's freedom. Yeah. And I'm going to cut us off, sadly. Uh, <laughs> what is our time at? 35 minutes. Yeah. So the 29th minute, audio, gone. So if you have uh, any recollection, recog- whatever. Recognition. Of like what your recollection of you were talking about around like the 29th minute, maybe bring it up again. Wait, because so you were you were just talking into a like a an unopen mic. Yeah, mic was how off. How did that happen? I something happened with the audio device. I don't know. Weird. Yeah, we're we're, we're rolling Probably again. Back. We've been rolling for three minutes. Wait. So from minute 29 to like three minutes ago, we weren't rolling. So, so like five minutes. Yeah, but you were dropping okay. you were dropping some knowledge though. That's all I'm saying. If you want to go, go back to that, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> like, I just wa- I want the viewers to know. That's yeah. why I'm saying it, just so they know. Apologies. Yeah. Blip up. You honestly, you might sh- you might be able to. They might be able to hear you in the background. So we'll Maybe. be fine. Yeah, whatever. It's fine. Whatever, whatever it is, is it is. Yeah. No, no, don't matter. It's fine. Yeah, let's okay. keep let's keep rolling. Uh, I think we're talking about public speaking. What do we What do we? I you guys said mm, after I said something. Freedom. You freedom. Yeah. freedom. Yeah. Yeah. You know, when, when you were talking about that, it immediately reminded me of tattoos because <laughs> tattoos, I look at tattoos differently now. I used to hate them because my parents hated them. Uh, however, I now look at tattoos <laughs> as art and I look at tattoos as fr- like form of expression of yourself. Yeah. And in a <coughs> workplace, in a certain workplace, it's unprofessional to show your tattoos. In other workplaces, it is. So I think that 
more and more organizations, companies, like, you know, just corporate in general is more accepting of people for who they truly are. And I'm mm-hmm. seeing like LinkedIn posts about people like uncover they call it like an like an uncovering movement in the sense that like they're they're wearing short sleeve clothing and dresses and especially women are starting to freely express mm-hmm. their tattoos mm-hmm. and uh, yeah that's like i mean something as simple as like a woman smoking a cigar right like there's the <laughs> most stupid societal norms placed on things like that yeah. that's not okay i say that my family does not agree with like yeah, you know women smoking cigars no, why i I don't, I don't get it. It doesn't make sense to me. I don't get it. Unless we're just like unless, woke. I mean, unless they just don't enjoy it. But if it's that they it's are. The, it's the visual. Uh, it's the visual. Oh, so yeah. it's like an, as- aesthetic an aesthetic thing. thing. I mean, it's aesthetic. I mean is, it's is the it with your family it's too? The aste- like, do they? No, no, no. It's the aesthetic of having a tattoo. Yeah. Like me personally, I, the, re- I the, se- the reason that I'm not going below the elbow because like I I say it I like a professional opportunity I don't, God forbid yeah. like I can't because of my arm yeah I should not have that feeling I should be able to express myself the way I want to express myself mm-hmm. did it hurt really bad yeah is that another reason I don't want to do it yet yeah but like if I really really wanted to do it and I had to say no because of a future job I don't think that's right mm. but there's a respect thing too so my parents said I can't get it till I'm 21. Right. I could have easily said no. I want to express myself. Right. I'm going to get it when I want it. Fuck you, mom. Fuck you, yeah. dad. I'm going to do it anyway. Love, you, love you, mom. Love you, dad. I love, <laughs> I love my mama. Too, mom. I'm yeah. a mama's boy. But uh, <laughs> out of respect, I didn't get it. So there yeah. is like respect in place and a time and a place for things. Tattoos mm-hmm. being one of them. Mm-hmm. That expression yeah. thing was found with music too lately. She's been tagging mm. along with me. Yeah. Yeah, that's cr- he really opened up like my mind to different types of music. I was just like hip hop, like rap, like the, my whole life. And then when I got with him, country music, I I love it now. It's Yo, actually crazy. I actually love country music. Cried, like yeah. for music to move you to cry, a genre that she didn't like. I was like, yeah, crazy. Like mm. I did that. Crazy. Yeah, you did. But at the same time, I'm listening to more rap now. You know, does music come with an expectation? An expectation to dance a certain way, an expectation to act a certain way. Like I'm thinking about it. Like, does country music have an expectation to There's dance differently than? I would say if you listen to a certain type, people think a certain thing about you. Mm. I would say that in society. Wow. Yeah. That's power. That's so powerful. Yeah. But bro, this is the Four Agreements. It's the book. Like, life is one big dream. And in your one big dream, people are giving you rules to follow. And you're, from a young age, you say yes to those rules because everyone's bigger and stronger than you. Until, what well, is, do you ever wake up? Uh, until you read a book like The Four Agreements, I guess. Right. I don't know. woke in your third eye awakening. Yeah, it's like. Spiritual awakening. Like, something that stuck with me was like, you didn't even name yourself. Oh, wow. Someone gave you a name. Names and expectations. Gabby, go, please. Names and expectations, relationships, the interplay, go. Sorry, I know I really just threw it on you, (laughs) but like Gabby Castillo has an expectation behind it because it's your name and you didn't even name yourself. Can you, like, I want you to, I want you to, like, tell the audience. Expectations? Expectations about, like, just names in general versus the expectations they have that come with them. Like, the expectation. That comes because you hear your brother's name or my name. Like you, th- like you hear Zach Olivan, and you already have an expectation. Yeah, there's like a certain image. I right, think you put have in your like mind of that person. Yeah. yeah, 
I definitely would say that. What? I'm just lost. I don't know. I just <laughs> my eyes are glazed. I really? Have, yeah. No, well, I have I, no I idea. Definitely, I genuinely feel that like <laughs> names come with an expectation. If I hear Brian Olivan, I immediately think of honor. My dad. My dad. Like I immediately think, oh, you're gonna do something. You you're gonna say you're gonna do something. You better fucking do it. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Got it. I see. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Mm, Pete. Pete's a great one. Pete. When I yeah. think of Pete, it's like. Honesty, integrity, just right. Yeah, Pete's yeah. a great guy. Yeah, Pete's good people. Great guy. Yeah. Yes, yes. So even names can just carry an yeah. expectation behind it, like subconsciously yeah. that we don't even realize. Like you always even hear, like, pro- like I'll never date, I'll never date a Matt, or I'll never date a Sarah. <laughs> what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I could what, see that. What if, like, what if Matt is like your person, or Sarah? But like, is, someone like, named Matt just isn't. Whatever. <laughs> I'm being I'm being <laughs> the devil's advocate. I'm being yes, the devil's advocate. Yeah, you just yeah, prime yeah. example. <laughs> right here. Yeah. That was awesome. You definitely did that on purpose. There's uh there's a great scene in Ted. It's like uh just he's rallying oh, off white names. white trash names. Oh my god. <laughs> and, then, and then it like he he didn't get the list. He said a list and he didn't get it right. And he just added like a three letter ending to each name. Yeah. <laughs> and got it. Right. I don't know what the name was, but yeah. Hilarious. Ted is hilarious. Is it like basic? Movie. Yeah, the most basic white <laughs> names. It was it was hilarious. It's funny. Yeah. Do you feel like anticipation plays a role in the expectations you have for yourself and others? Anticipating people to act a certain way, anticipating yourself to act a certain way, and then all of a sudden shit hits the fan and something happens and oops, that anticipation is now gone. Yeah. Um I'll definitely say like interviewing like start off really scary for me. Um, I applied to like this one interview, um, jo- like this job at Unilever for like a, to be an intern, and they had like this. Um, it was all computerized, and you had to answer like certain questions, do like math things, and there was this one question that complete. Like I was expecting, I was anticipating doing an amazing job. You know, I, I prepared, I a lot. You know, I went. Whenever I do interviews, I, I literally study for them, like <laughs> myself and my resume and stuff like that. Um, and then when I went. I <laughs> and they were it's like you have one minute to answer this question and it just stops recording not even like 30 seconds and you have like 10 seconds to think so I'm sitting there and the, and the, I literally was like blurbing out the most it was terrible like I was just blurbing out random stuff and I was like so nervous right when the camera shut off I literally like cried it was just the worst experience you remember that hilarious oh and he's laughing at me <laughs> he literally so is like funny. and it was so embar- it was just so terrible so it's I definitely I yeah, laugh because I, it's so minute. It's so minute. It's There's really growth not. out of that. There's definitely growth. For me, it wasn't minute. Yeah. But it. you're laughing now. It was. Yeah. Yeah. You grew a little bit. It's gone. There's just saying, if it's not going to matter in five years, don't spend five minutes thinking about yeah, it. Yeah, dude. Stressing about but it. But that did scar me, though. Worrying about it. Do the five the by five rule. Yeah. 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 Well, that could have that affected her in five years. Maybe <laughs> jobless <laughs> for the next couple of <laughs> so interviews. It did scare me. Yeah, maybe, it was terrible. Maybe that's a maybe that's kind of like case by case. In yeah, the moment. yeah. But like for example, I people stress over midterm exams, me? and I'm gonna be honest. Like, oh, did you just say me? <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> I took a midterm exam. I did well. I took a midterm exam. I didn't do well. <laughs> That was freshman year. <laughs> Where am I? 
going Senior. to graduate. Oh, congratulations. Oh, oh yeah. he got it to Springfield. That's his number yeah. one. Oh, that, oh, yeah. Congrats, dude. Thank you. Congrats. Thank you. That's Congrats, it. man. That's you know, great. Thank you. Springfield 2024. Wow. Springfield 24. Wow. Yeah. That's fucking insane. Possibly 2025 if I get like my like my third year yeah. in clinical mental health. God bless, bro. That's oh, awesome. Yeah. Congrats. That's Crazy amazing. though, right? Wow. You know. You're going to be near our cousin now. That's oh, wild. yeah, Tony. Tony's going to yeah. uh, AIC for PT. Oh, word. Yeah, yeah he's like w- literally two minutes. Awesome. Oh, you got, yeah, yeah. It's two minutes away? Literally. literally. It's like a five-minute walk. Springfield College and AIC. Are two we could, minutes. wow. That's crazy. Yeah, we're going to see each other. Yeah. I mean, obviously, but like. Yeah. Cool. Wild. But go back to it, like freshman year, sophomore year even. You know, you take tests and you're like, in the moment, it's so up close and you can see it. It's so vivid. You can see all the details as if you're a palm was right in front of your hand and mm-hmm. you can see all the lines and the textures and the calluses and the, right, I'm going to stop describing my <laughs> hand. Uh, but it's so close. You see all the details and then the further you pull away, the less dirt there is, the, mm-hmm. the more the clouds kind of clear up and you can see things from a more, I feel like, holistic picture. Mm-hmm. And that holistic picture, if you want to get real big, is a rock floating in space. Whoa. And that's so bliss. <laughs> sorry, I got real, sorry, I got real big there. But listen, like we're a rock floating in space <laughs> in nothingness. Bro. That's wild. Gabby goes, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> that got me too. Yeah, <laughs> That's hilarious. I definitely would say that uh, from what I'm getting of what you're saying, that it's like looking back, like reflecting on past experiences, seeing that overall they're really not as serious as they were when in the moment. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, but bro – you need them. Absolutely. Obviously. You need the you need the 10 minutes of overthinking. You need the yeah. the 5 minutes of am I good enough? I feel like that you makes it better once shit. you achieve it you at the end of the day. You need anxiety. I mean, you learn how to cope with it, but you never really cope with it. It might last a l- shorter amount of time in mm-hmm. my opinion. I, I, but like I you need that for in order to know. You need the experience, dude. You yeah. need it. Like what? Else? What is uh, epidemiology? Whatever it's called. What are we learning? Epistemology. Epistemology. How do you? What is knowledge? How do you gain knowledge? In experience. my opinion, in my philo- philosophical opinion, is via experience, good or bad. You'll take something away with that experience, and then you'll carry on, and you'll keep learning. So it's like it's really easy to say like, oh, that C in bio really isn't affecting me right now. But when I got that C in bio. You know, I, I'm, thanks for, like, thank me for getting to see that class because I fucking figured it out after that. Mm-hmm. Like, I kind of ne- needed it. Mm-hmm. It sucked in the moment, but it, it was useful useful for my growth. So it's like it's like your A-minuses, like, useful for your growth? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that was supposed that, to be funny. He got it. Yo, kids <laughs> said, have, have your A-minuses <laughs> have been useful for, yeah, they have, though. But they have. They I'm have. I'm genuinely asking. Yeah. Affected your growth and like made you want to work harder and yeah. your A minuses yeah. compared to Chesco's C's. There were probably moments of like she she looks at self service and was like fuck. Yeah. Like fuck. She like. Right. <laughs> but a few minutes later or whatever, a week later, you know. Her. How do you how do you get rid of expectations? We keep blabbing about expectations. How do you 
How do you just dance? How do you Should live? We? Should we? Should we get rid of expectations? How do you know they're negative though? Yeah. What are ne- what's they negative to you? Yeah, I don't know. They're not true. Wow. Which ones? What? No, I I, I misinterpreted. I didn't miscommunication. Oh. Yeah. I think what Jessica was asking is like, is the expectation of getting the good job distracting you from putting everything you have into the moment that you're in right now? Therefore, goals goals don't mean shit. I shouldn't have said that on air. Please don't. It's like if someone heard that, please don't like take that to heart. But I'm saying if your expectations of something is getting in the way of you living and giving everything that you have where you are right now, it becomes detrimental, I think is what you're saying. Yeah. It's preventing you from dancing, and it's you're more so... Because I think that's where the overthinking comes in. Marching. Do you... You have? No, I'm proud of you. You have been. Do you want to dance, or do you want to march? So, I, I want to dance. <laughs> Dolly. Dolly. <laughs> No, but dead ass. I feel like some people these days are just marching and like into society because they, like you said, living in a dream. They're all programmed. They're, They're all programmed. They're telling you what to do, how to do it. And you're marching. Everything's in uniform, in unison, one by one. Left, right, left, right, left, right. Like and God forbid you step out. God forbid you step out and you're targeted. But when you step out, what do you realize, Gabby? Have you ever stepped out and just danced? Yeah, you did. <laughs> there was all this, there was like this moment building with tension. And Gabby's like, I mean, I did dance my balls off once. <laughs> Y'all be twerking, whatever. It's, it's whatever. I be twerking. <laughs> nah, but all right. So when he's, I think when he says, get out of line, it's like, do you ever detach? Do you ever detach from the expectation? Do you ever detach from the feeling of not being good enough or your work ethic not being strong enough and just like things like that? Do you just like step away and enjoy the thing that's in front of you? So your faith yeah. is what grounds you and lets you trust and therefore brings you here yeah. versus attaching to the expectation yeah. of something that doesn't even exist yet. Time isn't real. There's no future. There's no future. Yeah. We're living in a simulation. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't even say that with a straight face. We're living in a simulation. Uh, Elon Musk is a fucking king. <laughs> Nah, but thought. no, that was some deep stuff. You really dove into expectations. I didn't know. I mean, you I knew a, I knew a little bit, but like. Yeah, yeah. Okay, podcast is. Co- what, what time are we at? Fifty, but we lost some time. So well, I, that it's fine. But um, so now. We've had the conversation. You had some time to reflect. 
are you happy with the amount of expectations that have been put on you? Do you want anything to do with expectations change? Like, just give us your last take on expectations, how it affected your life, and, like, what are, what are the steps moving forward? What are you going to leave someone? I'm going to need you to stop. Um, it did it again. Uh, I don't know. Damn. They were dropping bars again. Yeah, that was good. It stopped at 15 minutes. Um, I have to save this. You want to talk about something while I do this? But to, her mic's out right now, so. Where is... No, th- so basically, your mic is still plugged in, but some there's like an interruption in the audio. So the audio stopped, whether it be like a play button hit or like something, you know what I mean? So, like, your mic is still on. It's just not being recorded by it. Like, you're not, no, nothing's picking up your audio. This is mad annoying, though. This has never happened before. It's weird. I guess we'll, pra- we'll practice like a final words section. Like, if you were to leave the audience with something, what would you tell them? I don't know. Don't say it like for real yet. Just bullet points. Yeah. You don't have to like cohesively like kind of go into it, but just like bullet points. Okay. Yeah. All right. We're back in three, two, one. Want me to start? Yeah, yeah. So, all right. I don't know what, I don't know what's going on today, but basically, we're ending off of like last words about expectations. Like, what do you, what do you want to say to the people for like? Yeah. Audio action for closing. Again. Yeah. I, I mean, they could hear it this time. It's, it's whatever. Yeah. So I would say that expectations are you know good and bad sometimes. Um, they can motivate you, but they can also like lower your confidence in some aspects. Um, you should just realize that they're there, and you know to reflect on them and and talk about it with you know your friends and you know family um and also just realize you don't have to be so hard on yourself all the time you know being perfect is not realistic like it's okay to to fail sometimes and not achieve those goals but as long as you just get back up and just keep pushing and um you know keep striving for the next goal that you set for yourself and just be motivated um i think that's what is the most important thing to overcome any expectation at the end of the day amazing wow the bone (laughs) Yeah, we talked. Yeah, we did. Thank you, Gabby. <laughs> Thanks, babe. Of course. Love you. Love you guys. I love you too. <laughs>